Welcome back. It is the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz and Ike Reese hanging out on this Wednesday afternoon. A lot on the table here with the Eagles. Which concerns you more going forward, the culture or the talent with the team? Plus, uh, a millennial movie review where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to brush up on my older knowledge so I don't come across as such a clown, you know, most mm-hmm. times. And I'm looking for a good movie. Sit down, watch tonight, and then I'll give my big old review of it tomorrow on the show. It's a big reveal. It's a big deal. Um, but Daniel Jeremiah, our guy, uh, DJ, came out with Mock Draft 2.0. Ike, I know you love your Mock Draft season. I like a good Mock Draft. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, you, I think you like the first couple. And when we yeah. reached like 6.0. Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah, once. Kuiper and, and, and McShay get well, to, Mc, yeah. McShay won't be there this year. He's no longer at the ESPN, so. You know what? That's right. I, know. I forgot about that. Who the hell are they going to put with Kuiper? Uh, I think it'd be Matt Miller. He did some draft stuff last year. Uh, he also ducked the show once. Ah, uh, that's where I know the name from. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Matt Miller. Mm. Yeah, well, this is a real shame. It's a real yeah, shame. I no. stick with DJ's uh, yeah. mock drafts. We are a DJ show. Um. So he has the Eagles taking a Missouri cornerback, uh, Ennis Rakeshaw Jr. Obviously, you know, a, a big breakdown <laughs> on, on good old E. Um, <laughs> you know, a guy actually going ahead of him is the edge rusher from UCLA that, that people seem to like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latou, I guess, is his name. Latou. Latou. <laughs> but my, my, my big question off of this, because mm-hmm. the Eagles have been, you know, loosely linked to Legereus Sneed and, you know, some other corners where we talk about Sertain, you talk about. Um, Jair Alexander. I'd rather they go out and try to sign a corner or trade for a corner than attempt to draft one. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't really trust this team when it comes to evaluating the cornerback position in the draft. You know, we had the Sidney Jones fiasco. Mm-hmm. It was a, a pretty high, obviously high risk, high pick, reward. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's top 10 guy before, before the Achilles injury. The guy was fine with it in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just don't hit. They just don't hit on these corners, and the further and further you get away from the top ten, which I think most of the difference making corners go, I just I don't I don't trust their eye. And if they're allocating resources, like use the money on 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 a free agent, whether it's Sneed mm-hmm. or, or or trade capital, rather than than trusting your eye to go find a, a next stud corner. Yeah, yeah. I listen. As boring as it may be, stick the draft and O lineman and D lineman in the first round. Like that's what they do. Um, so. Taking either an O tackle there or a D end there. You don't need another D tackle. And they certainly aren't going to take a guard there, I don't believe Listen, they would. If they take a D tackle, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do that. But, I mean, listen, if they find somebody down there that they have a high grade on that they feel like it gets after the quarterback pretty good, I wouldn't don't I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. And you know they're going to tell you we like to build in the trenches. That's oh, yeah, what yeah, we do. Yeah, so hey, yeah, you guys know you guys know what we do. <laughs> yeah. So you know <laughs> it certainly would not surprise me. But I think, especially considering the Hassan Reddick situation and whether or not that's going to get resolved, and even if it does, I'm not so sure we have the depth, and we certainly don't have the youth movement there with speed rushers on the outside. No, we don't have that. So you know, I would be surprised if they. Don't take a D in there. If they stay at the pick, you know you know how he likes to move up and down the draft board too. So he may find somebody that he's in love with and try to move up the board. They got that extra second-round pick. Mm-hmm. So if he, if he feels like he's getting top 10 talent somewhere in those mid, mid 15, 14, 13 sort of area in the first round, he may decide to jump up there and give up a second-rounder to go do it. 
I would not put anything past him when it comes to that because they do believe in getting after the quarterback. And if if you're not going to pay Hassan Reddick, which obviously I believe they should pay Hassan Reddick, but if you're not going to pay Hassan Reddick, um, let alone if you're going to trade him, you certainly better replace that talent with somebody that can get after the quarterback. And I don't mean in 2026 or 2025. I mean in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um by the way, I would rather – if I don't go get Patrick Sartain with that pick – so here's my three corners I want. I want Patrick Sartain. It's in this order. Okay. Patrick Sartain, Jair uh, Alexander, Legereus Sneed. Okay. So you're in, you're in on the idea of, of paying Sneed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I like uh, – he, he's he's a Philly kind of uh, yeah. a corner. He'll, I, he'll be physical and all Yes, that. sir. And, he, and he's um, – I think he was a third or fourth round pick. Yeah, he was not like a first yeah, round pick. Yeah, he's not a first round pick, so – you know, he's going to always play with that that little chip on his shoulder where he feels like he needs to prove something. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Or was he on the first one, too? No, I think I think last year was his first Yeah, one. so, yeah, so a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's going to be a free agent. It's only going to cost you money. You know, the other guys are going to cost you picks and money if you look at Sertain or, or Alexander. But I, I, I am not entrusting uh, that position with – some young player that they draft and have to develop. I'd rather a guy who has the experience, he's been in the league four years, five years, still 25, 26 years old, he can be my corner for the next five years. Yeah. And if you obviously you get off Bradbury. Yeah, oh, for certain, yes. You're going to have to eat that money. And I got enough young guys. I got Rodgers coming coming back off of suspension next year. They don't even need a corner. You, you forgot about Isaiah Rodgers. Well, he's our slot guy, right? <laughs> yeah. He's our slot corner. So think if they cut Avante, they can save $7 million. Yeah, so as much as we all love Avante, plays hard. Just can't stay healthy. Might be time to move on. I'm certainly going to ask him to take a pay cut. Yes. <laughs> so if that's at the the minimum, they're going to ask him to do that. And then he, I think it'll be the final year of his deal. Yeah, I, I think so. So, yeah, you may as well have somebody ready to step in if that's the case. And we got some young guys that are still developing. I just don't know if they're ready to take on the role of being every down, every game starters going up against some of the uh, the, the receivers that we have to face on a yearly basis. Right. Like I like I – like, um... I like Keely Ringo, mm-hmm. but I probably need some more seasoning. Yeah, I need a little more seasoning. Um, like Rick's undrafted. Yeah. Showed some things, but like, uh, I don't know. Nothing uh, special. Josh Job, no. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he's athletic enough. Um, and like, I know uh, your boy, Zach McPherson's coming back next year. Yeah, special teamer. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll fix the special teams. Actually, the special teams are fine last year. They're good, man. They were good. They were good. Michael they Clay got that big extension. Yeah. I know. That's a big extension, yeah. For sure. Um, the, and again, as we, we, we get into draft season, my big PSA. Yeah. Or, or or message to the Eagles: mm-hmm. If you draft an offensive tackle, I will be picket fencing outside of Novacare. <laughs> Get me a real player. I don't need to worry about the Lane Johnson replacement until Lane Johnson's not here. You want me picket fencing? No, you whatever just it be is. Picketing. Yeah, I'll be picket fencing. No. <laughs> You're gonna. Pick up a full picket fence and bring it down the Novacare? So you're you're going to put up a whole fence? You're just picketing. I'm going to be fencing with a picket. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Kenny Pickett, too. You're going to clear the conditioning test for that? Yeah, yeah. Don't you worry about my conditioning. It's way down, by the way. It's, 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 it's. Well, I'm with you, yeah. Hey, I'm hearing Chop Robinson. How you like Chop Robinson? So it's a good out, name. Out of Penn State. Now he's a stater, which obviously we don't want Penn Staters around here. Unless it's Micah. Unless it's Micah. <laughs> Unless it's Micah. Receiver, first round? I, I, I would take a uh, – Receiver in the first round? I would take uh, – <laughs> That could cause more issues on the team. It really could. It really could. <laughs> Cooper DeJean? Are you a Cooper DeJean guy? Cooper? Is he, is, he any, is he close to Cooper Cup? He's the white corner from uh, <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, we're not going to roll that route. Yeah. 
<laughs> First of all, he's from Iowa. I, I, I wouldn't care if he was black. I wouldn't take him. He's from Iowa. Yeah, he played for Iowa. Linebackers is tight end. He's the last Iowa. good corner that came out of Iowa. Desmond King? Is that? I do remember Desmond King. Nah, yeah, he's Green Bay, right? He's jumped around. Yeah. He's jumped around. He's a first-round pick, though, right? I think so. Yeah, I End do the remember. First I remember, yeah, I remember Desmond King, yeah. Yeah, Chop Robinson's right in that area. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure all the staters can't wait till we draft the guy. Chop. 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 It's a good name. It's a good name, man. It's a good name. Just get a freaking edge rusher. And he's 44, too. Yeah, well, now. Right now, he's 44. Well, yeah, he's retired. Yeah. Here. Now, does he, does he get 58? He goes from 44. Oh, to go to 5'8". Oh, following the Ike Reese path. Who the hell is 5'8 now? Uh, I think <laughs> get, take it off of him, whoever it is. The well, fact that we don't know him, it says a lot. I will say, I mean, you did give up the right for Shaq Leonard to wear 58. <laughs> I did. I'm glad he didn't. He ruined Hugh's number. He, he, he ruined. Actually, I'm glad he didn't either, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah take that to 53, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stench of 53. Who's been the best 53 after Hugh? I mean, it really yeah, had. Nigel, right? Nigel. And then they went. That Wasn't night. Nigel fifty three? He was Christian yeah. Ellis, I believe, was was fifty three. Who we let the Patriots take? Yeah, with two S's. <laughs> or Justin Ellis with two S's. Robbie E told me that. Uh, there hasn't been many. I can't f- think of another fifty three. There hasn't been many fifty three. No. Synonymous with Hugh is is the. 53. It is still Hugh Douglas's number. Hundred percent. Although my number has gone to Trent and and Jordan Hicks. And Jordan and Hicks. <laughs> Jannard Avery. No, not no damn Jannard Avery. Yes, we don't remember him. <laughs> The first, but at least Trent Cole and, and Jordan Hicks, they did it proud. Yeah, Trent, Trent Cole, one hundred percent. Yeah, and Jordan definitely. Hicks. Yeah, He's doing, isn't Trent the all-time leading sack guy for the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Was Michael Kendrick or second? He might be second. Was Kendrick fifty-three? Fifty? No, fifty. What was Michael Kendrick's number? No, ninety-five. He was ninety-five. Maybe yeah. early. Uh, I think Cole's number one. Cole's number one on the most most sacks on the team. Or, Trent is number one. Pretty sure. I don't think so. I don't remember celebrating Trinko becoming the all-time sack leader for the Eagles. Oh, we'll get buzz on it. Barry's in West <laughs> Reggie Philly. White. Oh, uh, who? Reg- no, I don't think he's it's a- Reggie White, man. He's it's, a Packer. It's- no, I think it's Clyde Simmons. <laughs> this is going well. It says Eagles career defensive sacks leaders. And it is Reggie? That's what it says. Okay. Right. I thought it was Clyde Simmons. Well, okay. Well, Clyde Simmons is three. Okay. And Trent Cole number two? And Trent Cole's two. Yeah, I knew. I don't remember celebrating Trent Cole for becoming the all-time sack leader. I thought he was. That would have been something we would have celebrated. If he passed Reggie White. Yes, if he passed Reggie White. Yeah, Reggie White, 124 sacks in 121 games. That's pretty good. Damn. (laughs) How many more do you have? And and, and you're saying he's a Packer. You didn't even want to put him on a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, because he's a freaking Packer, man. He won a Super Bowl out there and he left us. Is it like how Andy Reid's the all time winningest coach and not even an Eagle? (laughs) Same thing. He's a Chief. He is a Chief. He's not an Eagle. I know, and he's he's the all time winningest coach. Yeah, I'm well aware. What does it say about the organization? I know. Who's the who's number one quarterback in franchise history? People will say false. <laughs> no one will say that. <laughs> well, you had him on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Do you see that? But Reggie White couldn't get on. Dude, Reggie White couldn't sniff Nick Foles. This, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Reggie White or Nick Foles, better He's eagle. joking, people. I'm just He's joking. joking. I'm just Is joking. he? <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Barry's in West Philly. What's happening, Barry? Yo, what's happening, gentlemen? What's, what's up, Barry? Hey, Hey, man, in terms of culture versus talent, uh, man, I got to go with talent because you saw a a huge difference in talent. And I'm talking about primarily with the coaching staff right now. When the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and what happened last year, I put all of that on talent with the coaches, man, because a lot of the guys that were still there for the Super Bowl run are still on the team now. You look at A.J. Brown and all of those guys, man, that's – that's got talent, 
But when you had that huge drop off with the coaching performance, and when, and when I look at the the, the 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 offensive mind of Big Red in this last Super Bowl and what he was able to do, mm-hmm. and then I compare that to what the Eagles haven't been able to do, mm-hmm. I gotta say talent in the coaching staff, man. But are, are you are you worried about the culture though, Barry? You know what? I'm not that worried about it because when you're winning, it's going to develop a good culture. And the number one thing that I don't see, but I believe that can happen, when I go back to when the Eagles when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, you look at the 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 um the celebrations and the, and it's like the Eagles had the most creative celebrations. They 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 practiced, they rehearsed their celebrations. Mm-hmm. They were together. They were a unit, man. They were tight. And I think winning helps develop that culture. Right. So I'm not worried about the culture as much as I'm worried about the talent because mm-hmm. when the talent is not there, then the culture is going to deteriorate. And I think that's what happened last year. Yeah, I guess on my, a my, scale. my only problem with that, Barry, and I, I do agree with you, winning mostly cures all, but they were 10 and 1 last year. And and the culture still it seemed like it was falling apart by the end. So they were winning, and there still seemed like there was something wrong with them. So that's what makes me even more worried is that they were winning, and then they couldn't pull themselves out of it and and right the ship. But see, but that's that's where talent carried them, but the culture was deteriorating. The players had talent, but if the coaches are putting them in positions where they can't win or it can't be highly effective, then you started seeing the players started to to voice their frustrations to the coaches and everybody saw it on the, on the, on the, on the national scale. So, man, then, then the frustration came in and then the, the, the separation came in because then you got players not talking to the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it was, it was just a downward spiral, man. It was, it was a snowball effect that happened. But I think that with, with, with the right coaches, because if the players don't believe in the coach, then the players are not going to play hard for the team. When a player believes in a coach and they know that the coach knows what he's doing and the, and the coach is going to put them in the best position to win, the players are going to play hard for him. And I think that's what we saw last year. The players weren't playing as hard because they didn't believe in the plays that was being called in the first place. Yeah, but that could be a problem too when you talk about the, the, the culture of the team. What, what's going to make them believe this year in the coaches? Because Kellen Moore's there instead of Brian Johnson? Man, I think that – I think. Well, yeah, basically. The, the <laughs> yeah, basically. That question, yeah. Okay, I hope so. I hope so. What's the uh, what's a what movie should I watch here, Barry? Man, a movie that has me dying laughing over and over again every time I watch it. Harlem Nights. All yeah. right, another good one. I have not seen Harlem Nights. <laughs> not surprised at that either. Why? Well. <laughs> That's with Eddie Murphy, Except right? in the other movies you haven't seen yet. It's Eddie and Richard Pryor. Yeah. Okay. How'd you know that? Well, because I think I saw the. Uh, I think it's been brought to me before sure. that I should watch it. And I think I saw it on like one of my streaming services as, yeah. as a movie to watch. Harlem Nights is a, is a good one for you. I heard it was good. I got one for you. Okay. I'm going with, and I think you'll like this movie, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, that is, I think I've heard the concept of it. It's like, yeah, have you seen that? That's, that's, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie. No, but I've heard good things about mm-hmm. it. Harvey Keitel, uh, Tim Roth. Uh, who else is in it? Michael Madsen. Right. Uh, some other guys I can't remember off the top of my head, but that that is a classic. That's a, that's a classic right there. I heard it's got a great uh, soundtrack to it. Does have a great soundtrack because I feel like you know 
the morning show whenever they do stuck in the middle of you yeah that's when Michael Mass is getting ready to cut, chop off the ear, slice off the cop's ear. Oh, I don't even want to tell you yeah, about yeah, it. I don't yeah, know yeah. if I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a good movie for you if you want to check that one. Yeah. That's another one. Put that on your list. Do you want to be eligible for the $25 Duncan <laughs> gift card? I, I don't want to be eligible. Ike in South Jersey? <laughs> I just want you to put it on your list. It's I, in there. You don't enjoy that one. I feel like the Fugitive and Reservoir Dogs are on my uh, backup list. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, let's uh, check in with our guy, Ja'Cory in Florida. What's happening, Ja'Cory? What's going on, guys? What's up, J-Man? Man, good, man. Good, man. You know, finally being back. You know, draft time is always. Oh, man. No, no one has more obscure <laughs> prospects than you with a draft than Jacory oh, in Florida. Man. man, listen, I'll tell you this much. It's going to be a good year for quarters and running backs. Like, this is an underrated good class. Like, for running backs, we need to take one. Uh oh. How early are we taking a running back? How early are we taking a running back? I say, like, look. Third or late third round, fourth round. Okay. Because the last time we was running back class, we took a uh, Pumphrey. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, we yeah we took the only the bad running back. Draft. Yeah, yeah, only, we uh, out of twenty running backs that were drafted, we got the one who couldn't play. Yeah. <laughs> Did he break, like, I think he broke like an NCAA record for like either yards. Or oh, yeah. No, I think he was the lead. I think he's the leading rusher, right? Dude, Rashad Penny was yeah. his backup. Yeah. How about that? It's a problem for Rashad. But um, but yeah, like like about uh, you that. were saying, um, the culture we have to change the culture. I think you know Nick has got to get back. You know he got here. It was dog mentality. Yeah, dog mentality. I didn't hear any dog mentality. Last <laughs> I didn't hear none of that last. Year. That might have been our fault mentality. though. We might have bullied. We might have bullied Nick out of saying dog mentality. <laughs> like you got to go back to that. You got to go back to like to the start. I think you just got to be up front. You got to be real. I think you got to hold players accountable. Like, I know I keep calling his name, but Jordan Davis, you got to get in shape, big man. Like, I'm, I'm not going to pay out give all you these snaps, and I just, and I got to get players behind you, and you're not in shape. Like, you got to get with it, or, you you know, you gonna have to, you got to put you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Bradbury, you got to learn how to tackle. Like, Ike, the defense got to learn how to tackle. Like, man, yes, sir. I know we, we, we got the, you know, the dummies out there to tackle drills, but you got to use real people. Um. I know you can't practice hard like that no more, Ike. But we need to be no, we right got to. on that line, yeah, well, not yeah. going over that line to practice. So hard. are we back to the whole yeah. like we need uh, we need pre- play hard in preseason <laughs> yep. and play play the starters? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Man, we got one was- year away from it. We're right back into <laughs> yes, it, baby. We need listen. The first preseason game, we need to play like you know, oh, like whole game, quarters. whole game. Get them out there. <laughs> yeah, at least a quarter. At yeah. least like at least almost a quarter. Hey, like yeah. you can't get in football shape without playing football, Jacory. That's right, man. I, I know, I know, but <laughs> we, we got to do better. I think it's just the culture, and I think everything has come with it too. And I think we'll be more, you know, we'll be back. We'll be on the where we got to go at to the Super Bowl. So, um, and for you, Jack, yes, I'm gonna go. You know, it's the '80s. I'm gonna go '80s. You can never go wrong with Schwarzenegger. I'm going to say either Commando or Conan the Barbarian. Mm, haven't seen either. Haven't Ooh. seen either. Was it Commando? Uh, Commando is with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he said he – I don't think I've seen many of his movies, honestly. Uh, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger? I watched uh, Kindergarten Cop, and I think I watched uh, – <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, man. Stop, man. And Twins. I think I've seen <laughs> – Twins is not bad. Twins, twins all right. Yeah, Twins is not bad. Commando? Yeah, you never – Yeah, your name or Commando? Uh, it's not a bad movie. Um – yeah, uh, you you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, I think uh, I, the only thing, not a bad movie. You know, during the pandemic, we had nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things we tried to roll out was like uh, Marks and Reese Madness. 
where we had like different brackets. Oh, uh, movies? No, just like random things. Oh, you know? okay. And I think the most heated debate the sh- the show got into was uh, Arnold versus Stallone. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's a, it's an older debate. Yeah, that's listen. We had that debate as a kid, and it's still the same. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sorry, everybody. It's all day. Yeah, it's all day. <laughs> I love Rock, but yeah. The Terminator, man. Of course. Get more movies. Get more movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We know what we did, the whole who was the better. Who was better? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I do remember that. It was a good debate. Yeah, yeah, Arnold. Does he have better? I guess he does have better movies. Does he really? I think so. I mean, well, he's got, uh, Stallone's got Rocky, and he's got, uh, what was the one where he's. He's he's got Cobra. He's got. uh... Well, what's the one where he's the, the, the army guy? Uh, uh, Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. First Blood. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, as a trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> they, they didn't need three. Good. Yeah, they did. They, they, they were pretty good, them, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's Arnold all day. There's no comedy with Stallone. No, there is no comedy with Stallone. No. And Arnold, by the way, the, I think he did try something in comedy, and I don't, I don't remember what it was. I'm sure it didn't hit. Yeah, yeah. it did not hit. Plus, Arnold was heating up on the. He got a great Super Bowl ad, that State Farm ad, where he said, you know, the uh, uh, like a good neighbor <laughs> instead of neighbor, and bringing Danny DeVito. So. <laughs> Like a good neighbor. Yeah, they wanted to say neighbor, and he can't do it. Right, I got you. <laughs> good old, good old Arnold. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Millennial movie review. As uh, you give me a movie, I need to watch it. I'll watch tonight. We'll review it tomorrow. The best answer, the winning answer today, gets a twenty five dollar Duncan gift card. Which concerns you more, the Eagles going forward, the culture or the talent? And on the other side, a former major league general manager thinks the Phillies could do what? With Zach Wheeler <laughs> and a thought I have on John Middleton. Don't miss all of that coming next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.